Welcome to the Barbershare Podcast, where we help you to navigate the ups and downs of the business behind the chair and help you to transform a, a place of burnout that you may be in into a thriving success. And this month is Black Business Month. This is August of 2023 at the time of this recording. And uh, this morning we have special guest, Mr. Anthony Davis in the building with us. Um, Mr. Davis, can you just briefly introduce yourself and who you are and what you're currently doing right now? Got you. Hey, Michael, thank you. And thank you for having me. And uh, hello to all your guests uh, that are watching. Uh, Anthony Davis. I'm not the unibrow, although people jokingly <laughs> always ask that question. But I've been Anthony Davis for 63 years uh, and uh, married. My wife is Lisa Davis. We live, we reside in the Washington, D.C. area. We have two adult children. And as of yesterday, uh, May, uh, August 6th, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, we, we, uh, my daughter brought our fifth, uh, grandchild into the world. And so, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, currently, uh, I, uh, I've been a coach, a basketball, athletic coach, a basketball coach in particular, uh, for over 20 years, about 22 years. And I found myself, uh, at the, at the onset of COVID, um, needing to pivot. And I've went into the process or began the process of becoming a certified coach, uh, life coach for lack of a better descriptor, uh, uh because, Coaching is who I am. My wife often says, like, no, does anyone know your first name? Because most people refer to me as coach. Uh, but uh, again, um, just at this at this place where I attended the uh, podcast summit um, down in Miami, Florida last weekend, uh, July 30th and 31st. It was my first experience of something of that nature. And I was just, you know, some apprehension. But what I'm in the process of doing is relaunching an online talk show uh, that I started uh, when COVID began. Um, and then I, you, the, you know, the, the, the intent now also, too, is in, in addition to the online show, the video audio, I'm going to take the audio and repurpose it into a podcast as well. So just add that you know, that additional uh, uh, dimension to it. So I'm just really excited, glad to be here um, and just looking forward to to the rest of our conversation. Yeah, yeah. So so you've been an athletic coach for a while and you found the correlation between the 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 athletic coaching and things that that are uh, that your athletes, those that that you've trained, how they can take those lessons that you put into them on, 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 on the basketball court and how they can carry that into life. When, uh, when did you first like discover that? Ooh, that's a great question. I, it just seemed like a natural, um, a natural pivot to use a basketball term. Uh, I I'm certified. I, I got certified through the John Maxwell, uh, program, um, some people may or may not have heard of John Maxwell, definitely mm -hmm. one of the leading individuals in the in the in the area of leadership development. Yeah, uh, I was introduced to him uh, in a at a at a ins I was doing insurance sales mm. in, in 2017. We were in Raleigh, North Carolina for our company's annual convention. And John was the uh, keynote speaker for our uh, 
three day event. And just man, just I had read a couple of his books. I was familiar with his name, of course, read a couple of his books prior to. And it just just he resonated with me in such a different way. Like, I don't know that I have ever seen anyone connect with the audience in, in the way that he did um, at that particular convention. And so uh, fast forward uh, several years later, a couple of years later, um, I came across the information about his his coaching um, programs. Um, and so I, I began a dialogue with one of the enrollers and say, OK, you know, this seems like a, a natural fit. Right. Because I, I I started I didn't start my first coaching, my first basketball coaching experience until I was late. It was late in my life. I was 40 years old um, and it I just I would say I stumbled upon it. And so like this, it, it just seemed like a natural progression. I just I've had a lot of success from a basketball coaching standpoint i've impacted a lot of lives and i'm not saying oh anthony you're this great guy but i've had a, some successes that you know that has definitely been confirmed uh through through social proof through individuals through my own family uh that this is something that that i was wired to do yeah yeah that's good um so at before making that transition into into getting into life coaching, was there any experiences that that you had that that made you feel like there has to be more? Do you have, you know, was there any experiences where you was just like, just on this court just isn't enough for these young men or or even young women? Um, I mean, just throughout that journey and through my own life's journey, uh, I think I may have sent you this information uh previously but i'm not sure but you know part of my journey uh included a battle with substance abuse in my own personal life um and i just saw you know throughout that period of time just a lot of individuals just struggling uh, and then i came to a, a place where okay i'm 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 on the right track or i i was a you know I believe that you never recover. You're always in the process of recovering. Mm -hmm. um, and so once I reached that recovering uh, point, um, I just wanted more for my life. You know, I, I, I believe in God. Um, I, I haven't always walked with God in an upright way. Um, and that's just in all transparency. Mm -hmm. But I believe I, I believe even when I wasn't a believer, I believe that God had placed me on this earth for a purpose. And I struggled for a long time. And sometimes I feel like I'm still struggling with what is that purpose at times. But I, I, I believe I'm on a good track, the right track. Um, but I'm constantly praying, meditating and asking God for direction uh, for, you know, to hear that still small voice um, to say, Anthony, you all right. You're doing OK. And uh, I yeah. believe that's that's, you know, I, I hear that, you know, in my morning meditations and so forth and so on and so you know, just the, the success that I had from the coaching standpoint, again, um, just, you know, I've, you know, I coached, I started off with guys, matriculated to girls, um, and probably my larger uh, success from a basketball standpoint has been on the girls' side in terms of the number of individuals that I've coached that have gone on to play Division One basketball. I have some kids even now that are currently in college playing Division One at a high level. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've impacted a lot of lives along the way uh, 
And I know it's probably a long answer to a short question, but no, it's good. probably most recently, um, my, I mentioned to you earlier, my son got married in May and all of his groomsmen, I coached at some point in time. Wow. And uh, we were in his suite, you know, uh, the morning of the wedding. Uh, and we, you know, they were, you know, they were getting dressed and we were, you know, conversation, photographs, videographer. And, you know, the guys to a person that was like, coach, you know, you were like a father to me. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. You know, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was like unexpected, unscripted, like just data dump. And it just moved me in such a way that just like, man, um, again, affirmation that I'm, I've, I've done something good with my life. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you seen uh, or witnessed the outcome of an individual who had great potential, but they never had a coach in their life. They never was a part of a, like a team sport or anything like that, 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 that you may have observed that, that um, maybe they did okay in life, but it could have got better or maybe it didn't go better, but then maybe it went down the wrong path. Oh, that's an interesting question. I would say, have I seen individuals like that? I would say yes. Um, and one, as you were, as you were stating your question, one individual in particular that comes to mind, um, and I'm not going to call his name, mm -hmm. um, but it's just struggling right now, uh, in life. Um, uh, good kid, um, good upbringing. Um, and, you know, you know, did, you know, participate in sports, um, to, to a lesser degree than, than many that I've come in contact with. But at the present time, just really going through having a hard time. Um, and, and I, I feel for him. I feel for his family. I know he's going to be okay. I believe he's going to be okay. But just that, you know, I, 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 I don't know the full story, but I would say probably some negative influences along the way that kind of pulled, pulled him in a different direction. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, you know, we not always we not we are not always afforded a second chance. Um, and, uh, you know, some do, some don't and, and or some can and some, you know, some won't. But at the end of the day, I, I, I know he's in good. He'll be he's in good hands. and He's going to be OK. But that is one one. Uh, and you're, that's the first time anyone's asked me that question before. So that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So so for the one that's listening that, that they really don't get the sport aspect, what are there is there's there's this misconception that sometimes coaches are looking for that next big star mm -hmm. so that they can ride that coattail and they can come up along with with that athlete. But mm -hmm. but I believe that is that, yeah, you have have stuff like that that happens, but it's much bigger than that. Can you explain some of the benefits that, that young people are able to experience being in a team sport environment under the guidance of a coach? Man, that's again, that's a great follow up question. And now, actually, that puts the first question in better context for me as well. Um, you know, team sports just overall, it teaches so many things. It, it teaches sacrifice because. You know, in basketball in particular, there's five guys. The team is a bigger team, right? 10, 12 guys on the team or ladies. Uh, but there's five on the court at any one given time. And as a coach, you know, our goal, our, our objective is to get those five to operate in a co as a cohesive unit, right? 
whether that's on the offensive end, the defensive end, on transition, you know, those are all the different aspects of the game. But communication is key. Um, and, and I think that's probably the number one key is communication. But sacrifice also, sacrificing self for the greater good of the team. Um, those are things that are, at times can be, especially with younger kids, because um, so much value is placed on, you know, I look at kids sometimes, I used to tell them, like, because the first thing they want to do is look at the at the scorebook. How many points did I have? Right. And that's, yeah. you know, a lot of times the parents do feed right into that. Right. You had a good game because they scored X number of points. And I tell I tell I told kids all the time, you could impact the game and not score a point. You mm. can rebound. You can assist. You could play good defense. You could do all of those cerebral things that make a difference, that impact. You could take a charge. Right. Sacrifice your body. Uh, for the betterment or the for the for the you know success of the team, and so and you could impact the game without scoring a point. And so when you translate that to life, I believe um, is that you know first one of the things that's very important is purpose. Um, and I, I've been you know hearing a lot about purpose. I, I I was listening to something the other day where they were talking statistically about people their last words before. Um, committing suicide or having suicidal ideation, they had they they felt like they had no purpose. Nobody cared. Yeah. Um, and so when you you know, um, just being in an environment where you have that team aspect, where you have others that's counting on you, you're counting on them. You know, you know they got your back. You got their back. Um, I just think that that's one of the greatest environments to 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 uh, uh, grow in. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought that up. So, when you know this month with me dealing with Black Business Month and and the series is called the New Gatekeepers and and you know traditionally when I come up you know I'm an '80s '90s baby so so I've I've always heard of these gatekeepers where it was like you had to know somebody to get into certain platforms into certain industries certain levels of success. And with recent technology and social media now, we don't, you still have gatekeepers, but things are a lot different now. However, there's a lot of beliefs that a lot of business owners have fallen into belief, such as you have to have a huge following. You have to have, uh, uh, you know, this, this really explosive extrovert personality on front of the camera. And you, you had to do all these different things to have a level of success. Well, as I began to like look into some of the most common things that stops people from growing a business per se, the four things that came up was a lack of capital, a um, a fear of failure. There was a uh, uh, a lack of knowledge and personal skill in a, in a in a particular area of their business, and there was this constraint of time. Mm-hmm. And what I like about what you bring what you bring up is is that those four problems is I don't have this, I don't have that, and I don't have that. Being a part of a team environment puts you in a position where it cultivates collaboration and being able to work together. That's good. Do you do you think that, that there is a direct core correlation between the person that's that's always focused on what they don't have and the person that maybe come from a team environment uh, and, and, and they're 
and they're used to having to rely on other people, do you think that there's a core a correlation that someone can learn from what you have to offer as a coach uh, that can help them to you know bring their mindset into like you don't have to do it alone right no absolutely and that's it's difficult i mean i'm I'm experiencing that somewhat now myself um even having been a coach is I've been isolated quite a bit um uh, obviously COVID, but then also too, I am a primary caregiver for my wife who is disabled. So I've spent Sorry, a lot yeah. of time. No, I appreciate that. I didn't share that with you earlier, but, um, uh, but I've been isolated quite a bit. I, I, I've changed, um, changed, uh, residence mm-hmm. geographically. I was, you know, from the Washington DC area, which is where I am now, but I lived in Texas, uh, for a couple, about two and a half years, 2018 to 2020. And right at the onset of COVID, um, you know, right shortly thereafter, we decided to move back to, to Maryland. Um, but I say that to say, um, like stepping out into this area of, of, of entrepreneurship, of, of, of a podcast host, um, of a coach, yeah. Not coaching a sport, right? <laughs> you know, I did that for 20 years. I felt comfortable, right? I knew I had knowledge. I took, I took the time to, 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 you mentioned earlier, right? To read and to, and to study and to, to, to look at videos and to, uh, avail myself or put myself in an environment where I had opportunity to gain mentorship and things of that nature. Um, and, and, and that made me better over time. You know, I had a friend of mine tell me, he said, he said, A.D., he said, I watch you make yourself into a coach. Yeah. Um, talking about basketball at this time, because I, I started, you know, again, late in life. And it just really, you know, it took off. It really did take off. Uh, but where I am now, you know, there's there's some limiting beliefs. I've done some study and reading on the on the idea of actually become a, a coach practitioner in the area of imposter syndrome. And I'm wondering, am I wow. enough? You know, yeah. am I good enough? You know, you mentioned fear, fear of failure. I think fear of success is just as as, as common, maybe not as yeah. as much talked about or understood. But it's not that's not a new concept or a new phenomenon. Because I try to process, like, what does that mean? Why would anybody fear success? And you know, what I came what came back to my mind, or what I came up with, is the fact that if I'm successful. At this moment, at this endeavor, and then so now there's going to be more required or more expected. And now I got to be better able to deliver. Right. And so, you know, we talk about that ongoing process of of personal development. Right. Becoming the person that you want to be or that you, you know, that you want to be. And so um, I hope that answered your question. But, you you know, it's just it's it's. um, it's definitely, I think one of the keys again is just I'm, I'm constantly like reading and and now you know my favorite channel is YouTube <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just coming you know just you know purpose right making a decision this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do and not allowing those negative outside influences including your family including your friends including your own subconscious or conscious or whatever part of your mind that's saying to you, ah, you're not really, you're not really going to do that thing. Are you? 
But you yeah. know what I mean? Like we got to kind of get to a place where we had a confidence, the self-confidence and the, and the internal fortitude to say, this is what I'm doing. I've made a decision and I'm sticking to it. You know, come hell or high water. Um, if I fail, I fail. And then we'll just go on to the next thing. But I'm not going to not try. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I want to do something a little ambitious. It may or may not work. The entrepreneur, the one that's starting the business. So let's use me for an example. I'm a, I'm a barber, I'm a hairstylist, and I have a vision for my business. If this was to correlate to basketball, what position would I be in? Ooh, that's, that's difficult because, you know, basketball is kind of skill and, 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 and physical, physical aspects, mm-hmm. you know, yep. no, but, related, uh, but, but I'm going to run with it. I, I'm, yep. I'm going to put you at the point guard. I'm going to put you put at the, me point, at the guard. point guard, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As a point guard, as a point guard, can I win the game by myself? No, you cannot. Who, who, who is the first person that I need to rely on? I would say the coach. I need to rely on the coach, all right? Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. And, and why do I need to rely on the coach? I believe, and, and this is coming from somebody, I, to your question, the, a coach, the coach in this, in this scenario, sees the game differently than what you see, than you see yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. Their, their vision, their concept, their ideology, their understanding is different than yours. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's possible that it can, it would mesh, hopefully, prayerfully, you know, over time, it will mesh, especially at the point guard. What do they, what do you often hear sportscasters say? The point guard is the coach on the floor. Uh-huh. Right. And so that's when you see you see that co- connectivity, that cohesiveness that exists between that player, that that point guard and the coach. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Now. Now, the coach, he he sees the game on a on a on a, on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And he 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 has his main player, his, his coach on the floor, which is the point guard. From a coach's perspective, who is that next person that you're looking for? Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, you know, I'm old. I'm older school than you, <laughs> so they used to, you know, they always used to say you had to have a big man, but somebody that's going to do the dirty work, mm-hmm. right? That's going to play the. That's going to rebound. That's going that can shut down the best offensive players. So somebody that's going to grind out the deep on the defensive end. The somebody that's going to be unselfish. You know, the guy that's not care, that doesn't care about how many points he, he, he gets or she gets, they're more concerned about what can I contribute to the success of the team. Yeah. That would yeah. be the next person that I look for. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So one of the things that I learned that I didn't have in business that that whether I did the role myself or whether I had somebody else in team is that there was a point in time in my career that I always wanted to show how good I was. Look at how great this haircut was. Look at how how much money that I made. But I didn't mm. have systems in place to do the dirty work, to build the foundations of the business, to run the entities, to do the bookkeeping, to to make sure that the business is running like a well-oiled machine so that when taxes were due, I made sure I had that paid. When, when bill collectors was... Uh, 
or was looking for their payments, I made sure that there was enough cash flow coming in to take care of all the expenses because I was so busy trying to shine. So mm. that's the position that I see as the big man in business. You either need need to put on that hat of of like the defense or you need to have somebody in place in the business uh, of some type of strategic partnership or whatever to make sure that the back end is running like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um on the defensive end, um, what is the next player that you're looking for, and what is their role? What do they do? If I can, Michael, just take one second to that to your last yeah, point. Right, I just I think too that speaks to when you talked about the lack of capital being one of those things that could you know make mm-hmm. or break break a I, business. When you talk about that that those the guy with the, the dirty work the, the, with that other hat, right? Um, you know, a lot of times it takes capital in order to put those type of people in place, you know, from a business standpoint. Yeah, that's um, good. I'm, I'm learning, man. Like I, I, I did, I, I did a, I did a short video, uh, uh, uh re, you know, kind of summary of the, my trip to Miami, just two minutes, but I did it myself. Whereas I, I, I had paid somebody to create my intro for me. Uh, for my upcoming uh, podcast, but I say that to say is like, and, and they mentioned it during one of the sessions. Like you, go, sometimes you may have to be that person that wears all those different hats, but hopefully and prayerfully over time, you can put position yourself to to be able to afford, um, uh, you know, to put people in place that's going to strategically help you propel your business forward. Yep, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so to to your next question, my next up, my next player would be someone who can score the ball Mm -hmm. because what's the object of the game to win. And right. And so we in order to win, man, you got, you know, you you got to you got to outscore the the opponent. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. So the what position is that for those that are not basketball fanatics? (laughs) Well, from a basketball perspective, that could be one of two players, either your shooting guard or your mm-hmm. small forward, usually because they're more, you know, they're typically uh, a little bit more ball skilled, if that makes sense. They're able to put the ball on the floor, but then they also can shoot the ball from different areas, different spots on the floor, whether that be perimeter or interior uh, in a lot in most cases. Um, and so the the more versatile players tend to be your two guard and your three guard yeah. uh, or your three, your small forward. Um, how that translates into business? Go ahead. I'll let you. I'll pass. I'll pass so the ball. Ask you, uh, <laughs> what's the difference between the, the shooting guard and the small guard? The uh, small, when you say difference, I would say probably more than anything, again, is, 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 uh, physically. Phys- the physical makeup of that person typically mm-hmm. um you know from a skill standpoint they're pretty balanced i think usually you know your shooting guard you know maybe a little smaller in stature than your small forward but yeah. other than that i can't think of anything you give, give me a eh, now you got me thinking um I think that's that's pretty much it. Both are versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, your shooting guard usually focuses on shooting more than anything else, right? There, your your jump shooter, your three point shooter, you yep. know, your small forward again is a little bit more versatile inside, outside. They they have a little bit yeah. more versatility, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So mm-hmm. I remember coming up in business that I always wanted to show how good my haircut was or how good my hairstylist was and I thought I was just gonna 
do a haircut and people was just going to come flooding into the barbershop. Mm. And I spent a lot of days just sitting, not doing anything because I never knew and understood the purpose of marketing, getting out there and marketing and advertising the business. I, I never, I always just kind of just sat and wait. And from my understanding of, of, of like the game and you can correct me where I'm wrong, the, the, the shooting guard and, and the small forward, they're, they're a little bit more on the active, more, they're more proactive in the approach and the way that they play the game. They're not mm -hmm. just sitting and waiting. You know, you have like the That's point cool. guard, he's like controlling, the, he's controlling the pace and he's reading the floor and knowing where to distribute things at, uh, mm -hmm. uh, where to distribute the ball. But the shooting guard and, and you know, in the small, and the small forward, they're them the ones they maintain in like the buckets most of the time, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's so, good. That's good. So, analysis. so when I'm looking at at how to put people in my chair now, sometimes it's going to be indirect marketing, right? I'm, I'm going to be on social media. I'm going to be putting up posts um, that are bringing in customers into the business, and then sometimes when I need to get a little aggressive and I need to feel fill my seat up right away, I'll do direct marketing. That would be mm -hmm. right in my email marketing. So mm -hmm. I'm not on social media. And what I see a lot of times in black businesses is that they put up a sign, hey, I got this for sale. And they feel this entitlement that because they put up a sign, they put up one post <laughs> that I have a business, they feel this entitlement that people are going to just come. Flop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, as a coach, do you think that sometimes players, younger players, see all the glitz and glamours of their favorite athlete and they're trying to emulate the, 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 their favorite athlete, whether it's the Steph Curry, the, uh, you know, whoever it is that they watch? Mm -hmm. Do you think that they go after the shine and they don't really put in the work? And what would be the difference in their performance if they just put in the work and 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 really got down into the fundamentals. Yeah, no, that's that's a great that's that's a great question. And I, I think about <clears throat> I was I was recruiting um uh, some middle school I went to I was invited to a middle school AAU practice once. Um and uh, one of the parents, you know after after the practice was over and now you know we had like this little meet and greet um and you know one of the parents asked me he's like coach you know what can i do you know what can i what can i do for my daughter to help her be prepared for high school and that's exactly you use the word fundamentals i said the best thing that she could work on to help her get better is to work on fundamentals no matter what i don't care how good you are you know i i, I watched a video um recently when Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, um, was in training camp with the Lakers and they were doing drills that we did in middle school, ball handling drills and things of that nature. I'm like, they doing that in the NBA. Like it really does. It's been a little while ago, obviously, but it just confirmed for me the necessity of being really good, fundamentally sound. And then all those other things can, can come into play. Um, you mentioned Steph Curry, and that's that's as a coach, as coaches, at, at being in a room with other coaches, one of the things that I've heard repeatedly is like one of the worst things ever invented was the three-point line. Because <laughs> what you see is kids come in the gym 
And the first thing they doing is jacking up, shooting from the three-point line. And their shooting form is terrible. Their, their, their mechanics are terrible. You know what I mean? They're making all of these, you know, un, you know, the, 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 the physical manifestation, I guess, of getting the ball up to the rim, but it's not, it's not fundamentally sound from a basketball standpoint. Um, and so, you know, again, fundamentals, man, in anything, no matter what I believe is key to anybody's success. Um, you know, someone said recently, he said, like, in order to build high, you got to drill down. You got to dig deep first yeah. in order mm-hmm. to have the support that you need to go high. Um, and, and unfortunately, you know, we live in a, we live in a society today and no judgment, but we want instant gratification. You know, yeah. we want the kudos. We want the likes on social media. We want the followers. But we, you know, we fail to understand and especially young people because they're so influenced by what they see and hear. You know, we all can be at times, you know, again, no indictment on young people, but, uh, you know, this instant gratification, like, you don't know, you know, you don't know what Kobe Bryant did, you know, every day, Yeah. you know, before he even played high school basketball. You know, he tells a story about how he didn't go out and party and he was in his family room just dribbling the ball. He dribbled himself to sleep. He said he slept with his ball. You know, I think (laughs) he's, you know. You know, he's one of, you know, one of many, one of several, I should say, Michael Jordan, another one. LeBron James, too, you know, they compare those three all the time, but I'm going to just throw them out there. But all of those guys, you know, none of us can say, looking from the outside, we have no idea what those guys did day in, day out, night in, night out, in, in in the very, you know, beginning of their playing careers to help, you know, propel them to where they, you know, to those plat- plateaus that they that they achieve throughout their careers. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And just to kind of like bring it back in for those that are listening, like the correlation that I'm making is is that just like you mentioned, like we don't we don't know their work ethic behind the scenes. And right. one of the things that I've learned in business is that is that what really helped me to sustain my business and make me profitable and make me grow was when I got back to the basics, the fundamentals. Marketing is not optional. It's not something that you can kind of do it or not do it. Mm-hmm. You have to keep marketing because your clientele and your customer base will change. People's circumstances change, people move on, and you have to always keep the pipeline full with new leads and new prospects. Amen. And then you get to the to the point where you're physically not able to do the work. So you need to bring in new and fresh talent all the time and to keep them stable. And you have to keep new people in the pipeline all the time. And then branding is different than marketing. Branding is establishing your identity within the market. So mm-hmm. if you haven't spent time learning who you are as a business owner, what your position is, how you affect the market. If you don't know who your identity is in the business, you have subjected yourself to letting the market control who you are wow. and just run a mark of of just, you know, trashing your identity and your name. Yeah. Now, um, the, uh, the, the point guard controls the pace. He distributes the ball, takes the shot when needed. And sometimes you do have to flex a little bit as a business owner and reestablish who you are and what you have to offer in this market. 
But there's one more position that we haven't named just yet, which is this power forward. Can 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 you take a moment to um to just what is the the purpose and the goal of this power forward? What does he do on the court? He or she? Power forward. Um, usually your enforcer, uh, as I like to say, you know, someone again that's going to do the dirty work, but it's going to, you know, really rebound the basketball. Um, and that's key, right? Possession of the ball, um, is, is vital, right? The, the, you know, defensively, the other team shoots, um, you know, getting that defensive rebound is key. Yeah. You know, because the more possession, the more you possess the ball, the more opportunities you have to score, right? Same thing offensively, right? If I can control the offensive boards, if I can get that offensive rebound there, that gives me an extra possession. That gives me another opportunity to score, to to score, uh, uh, score the ball. And so I would say that power forward really is the guy or the or the young lady again, because um, I've done both, and so I think it's vital uh, to mention both. Um, is, is that person that's really, again, sacrificial, uh, in there, you know, they may not get a lot of, they may not score a lot of points. They may not be that skilled, um, necessarily, but they are that person that's going to do the dirty work. They're going to play good defense on the inside. They're going, they're going, they're going to man the paint, as we like to say, right? Control, yeah. control the paint, the inside where, where, where I believe the battle is, is won or loss yeah uh, is in the paint. That's good yeah it's good i'm 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 kind of glad that we did this here's 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 why for most of my career i went with wherever the market was taking me one moment i'm doing all haircuts the next moment i'm doing high tops and afros and the next thing I'm doing the twist and you know and and I just kind of just went however the market was going I just kind of just let business happen to me and I just accepted things as as the way that they were I've been a really popular barber in Chicago land had a huge clientele but I never actually was in control and it wasn't until 2016 when I learned the importance of one having a mentor and and a coach so i do have both i have uh, several mentors and i do have like business coaching but it wasn't until i implemented and start activating an actual business plan mm. that business plan was to help me to like regain control of how the floor of my business was when i felt mm. like i was losing control and sales was down i went back and i referred back to my business plan to see am i on track with what I set my mission out to be? Am I on track with the direction of my business or am I letting outside voices control me? So so when we talk about that power forward, I always look now as my business plan as that power forward position. And, um, and, and my business coach helps me to always refer back to my business plan to make sure I am on track in the direction I need to go. And then to constantly reevaluate to see, are there adjustments that need to be made in my business? Mm -hmm. Because is, is there a new direction that I need to go? So my question to you is that as a coach, have you ever had to make adjustments to the original plan that you had? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, you come out, <clears throat> one of, one of my, 
you know, one of my duties um, and one of my coaching um, uh, paths was I, I used to scout and mm-hmm. I would go, you know, I would go see um, a, a future opponent play, you know, in another game, you know, and, and, and pay attention to certain things. And, 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 um, you know, we would plan, we would, we would, we would create a game plan around that information, right? This is their best player. You know, this, our player, our player X is going to guard their player Y. Like we would just based on position, based on skill set, so forth and so on. Um, but you know, oftentimes, a lot of times, not, you know, you know, we, you know, that's why I was thinking as you asked the question, like, I love the game of basketball because unlike life and other, other sports have this as well, but unlike life, you know, there's no timeouts, right? You got to keep going, right? But yep. we could call a timeout and we say, Oh, wait a minute, right? This, you know, that, you know, we, yeah, we game plan this, but that's not, you know, something else is happening. And so we need to make those adjustments on the, you know, we could call that 30 second or 60 second timeout mm-hmm. and make that adjustment. Or we go into the locker room at halftime and we can make that adjustment and we can come out and, 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 and then, you know, continue to, to move forward from a business standpoint. I think that's, it can be difficult. I know my father used to say this all the time. He's like, once you get on that hamster wheel, you got to keep running. <laughs> but the reality, I think the reality for us, right, is, is, is we got to take, we got to find a way, make a way. We had to be intentional about taking those pauses, like you said, to re, reevaluate. Am I on track? Is my business plan functioning, working? Is my business going the way that I intended it for it to go? Or, or do I need to make a tweak here or there? Do I need to do something different? Do I need to bring in someone, you know, someone off the bench to, to, to fill in that gap? You know, and I, I think that, you know, it's necessary, although difficult, it is necessary to take those pauses, to take, to be intentional, um, you know, from time to time, whatever it takes, you know, when you find yourself where you may be frustrated or things, again, are not happening like the way you thought it should to make those adjustments, to make those tweaks, to, to right the ship and, and to continue moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And as small business owners like myself, as we try to implement those like moments where we just take a time and pause, um, can we reach out to someone like yourself that's getting into the life coaching space and uh, and get perspective and direction from someone like you? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I heard you say I, I, I'm definitely <laughs> available for that, for that purpose. And I heard you say you have coach. Um, I think one of the keys is really recognizing is, is really looking at your inside yourself and just saying, I, I don't know this. Yeah. I don't understand this. And that's okay. Cause I think sometimes we, we, especially as men, we can be prideful. We, our egos can be bigger than our, <laughs> you know, very, you know, just huge egos. And, and, and we just think we got to do it by ourselves. And I just think, like you said, to come to that, to that realization that, you know, I'm on the right path, but every now and then I may need to, to take a look at this or have someone help me to help. Hey, what do you think? What do you think about this? How can I, what can I do to kind of move things around a little bit and move into a different, better direction? 
Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's good. So, so for those that 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 don't know exactly what a coach does, what a life coach does, mm-hmm. what particular skills are are you able to offer a person to help them move along? Wow, uh, I think the biggest skill is listening. Yeah, the biggest skill is listening. They don't teach listening. You know, you, you learn how to read, learn how to write. You know, you learn a lot of things in school, but no one teaches you how to listen. Um, and so I think le- listening, first and foremost, is is key. Being compassionate and empathetic towards another person. Um, being understanding. Um, and being able to communicate. We talked about, I mentioned communication earlier. That's key, right? Because communication, listening is part of communication. It's two-way, Right. Yeah. In order, in order for me to hear, you know, what's going on, you know, where, where do you want to be? So that's the question I would ask someone if they, if they came to me for coaching, what is your goal? What is your, what are your aspirations? Where do you see yourself in two, three years from now in six months from now, 90 days from now? Um, and then what do we need to, and we work, you know, coaching is not, coaching is not counseling. It is, it is not, uh, uh, consulting. It's really coming alongside of a person and and assisting them to really to to really come to a place of understanding that's within themselves. Yeah. Right. They have. I believe each one of us, though we may struggle with something, we have the answer. Sometimes we just need some help yeah. pulling that answer out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 what coaching, I believe, is. Yeah. Coach Davis, this was great. I, I, I feel like um I wanna have you like come back like pretty often and maybe deal with individuals like scenarios so that people maybe can hear like like you know, maybe some live coaching from you if you're up to it. Absolutely. I mean I and and I I would yes, I would love to to stay connected with you, uh, Michael, and I would look forward to to the opportunity um to engage yeah. at so a future to- time. How can people um, you know, follow your journey and get in tune with your podcast once you have it all launched and, and uh, going? Uh, sure. Uh, my website uh, is uh, dynamiccoachingconcepts.com. On all socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Coach A.D. Trains, T-R-A-I-N-S. And then on YouTube, is uh coach ADTV uh dot com. Uh and so um those those are all my all my uh and also I'm sorry and then my email is Anthony, my first name at dynamic coaching concepts dot com as well. That's good. That's good. You have any closing words for us or uh, for us? Uh Michael man, I think you're doing a, a tremendous work here. Um, you mentioned legacy, man. I think you, you, you know, you just struck a chord with me on, with that. Um, uh, I believe that that is so important, especially as, as men, men of color in particular, um, that we, our younger people need to see, see us out front, see us leading, see us speaking, see us coaching, see us being business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, man, whatever you choose to do, whatever you decide to do. Um, do it right. Don't have any reservation. Don't have any hesitation. I know it's easier said than done, but it can be done. 
Yeah. Um, and I believe your success, your contentment, and your happiness um, is dependent upon that. That's good. That's good. Coach Davis, I appreciate you coming through and um, and uh, just just really helping me with my ambitious idea to kind of correlate the, the the necessity of having a team around you, whether it's actual people or systems in place to build a solid business. Because like you said, the point guard can't win it by himself. Absolutely. Good stuff, <laughs> I, man. I appreciate thank, you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you as well, brother. Okay. Thank you again. We'll talk soon. Okay.